1: On the AM 740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.
2: And uh, good morning, Frank Proctor, your sous chef of the garden here. <laughs> just, I don't know, it's just something funny about this morning. I don't know what it is.
1: You know what, I love our
3: intro. I yeah, love that. I well, love... that's what gets me. It sounds like
2: a cartoon series. Well, maybe it is, come to think of a cartoon yeah, well, series. There you go. Nada is with us once again. Yes, welcome. Yes, hey, thank you for being our producer. That's the first voice you will hear when you call these number uh, to reach Charlie Dobbin on her show. Her show. Yeah, emphasis
3: on emphasis her show. Emphasis on her show. Her show. <laughs> Otherwise,
2: I get kicked under the table here. You wouldn't believe it. I got bruises oh, all down my legs.
3: <laughs> oh, oh I know. And I got my little shorts <laughs> on today,
2: too. Okay, Toronto, <laughs> Toronto Line is open 416 740 And then anywhere else in the province, toll free 1 866 740 4740.
3: 40. There Mm -hmm. we are. Thank you for that.
2: And Oh, the mantra. Yes, dear. Call early, call often. One question per call. There
3: we go. Which is a wonderful segue into what happened last week. Yes. Remember, our last caller was Carol from Scarborough, Mm -hmm. and she had a question about an orchid and then tried to fit in a second question as the clock was ticking down to the end of the show, and her question was about the red lily leaf beetle. She had a little beetles eating her lilies, and if anybody out there has this problem, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, this is not day lilies; these are actual lilies or lilium. Mm-hmm. They grow from bulbs. Oh. They are have been growing in our gardens, and you know, sending up these green shoots. Um, early ones will be blooming now, and you know, later ones will be coming along. If there's holes or leaves missing or just, you see, radical chewing, even in the buds, these horrible little red insects, they just eat every part, uh, every above-ground part. How big are these guys? Oh, well, big enough to see. Uh, You know, maybe um, the size of my eraser on my pencil, yeah. Ooh,
2: yeah. And
3: bright red. Their backs are bright red, so you can't miss them. Okay. But they're wily little guys because... (laughs) you know you never just see one you see fifty yeah. and of course being somebody who doesn't like that insect chewing on your lily you'll reach over to grab that grab one you know to squish it or whatever yeah. and and like this is where the wily part comes in they they you, as soon as you jostle the plant a little bit you get the one but the other forty nine all drop to the ground and when they drop they drop with their red backs down onto the ground those
2: sneaky devils and
3: their little black bellies up, yeah, to, the, yeah. up to you and now you can't see them anymore <laughs>
2: Until they flip Pretty over. Pretty good defense mechanism. Yeah, oh, yeah. very good.
3: And uh, they have another defense mechanism is when they're... before. They I become, do the same
2: thing when my wife is <laughs> giving me the devil for something. Yeah, I yeah. just uh, fall on my back. On your back and, and yeah.
3: rub my belly. Exactly. <laughs> Please, don't hurt me. Well, that's it. So that when they're baby beetles, and they aren't actually beetles, they're little larvae. another little wily thing they do is they coat their bodies in their own excrement. Oh,
2: i'm not going there
3: well it it just looks like a blob of poop you don't know it's an insect (laughs) so but underneath that blob of poop is an insect chewing away on your lilies devils they're just nasty yeah so here's a couple of quick tips uh for anybody who's you know struggling with this insect uh, one is, lay on the ground, before you touch the plant and you're seeing all these little red things, lay even some sheets of newspaper or oh, anything on the ground yeah. that's light-colored so that when you grab the one and the other 49 drop... They drop on the newspaper. That's right, you'll see them. And have, of course, you know a, a, an empty tin can with some water, a drop of oil or a drop of soap in the water, and then just grab these little yeah. red beetles and drop them into your can and they'll die.
2: Well, I think that's a disgusting habit they have of uh, covering themselves <laughs> with excrement. I can, I can, on their behalf, I think I'm going to invent little tiny rolls of toilet paper. It's <laughs> very, very little tiny.
3: And uh, send them out there. And no, send you're them out. no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, what you oh. want to do is turn on the hose and wash them down. Oh, and then, okay, that, you know. that'd be a better idea. The well. other um, suggestion is neem oil, N E E M, oh, yes. which is sold in garden centers as a plant shine but apparently has insecticidal properties as well. It's not re- it's not registered mm-hmm. as an insecticide, but the idea is that you actually spray the neem oil on the soil early yeah. in the spring before you see the insect, and when you start seeing the insect, again, spray the insects.
2: I mean, is this a really common common problem? It's
3: become common. They've invaded. Oh, they, they are an yeah. invasive insect that have come from afar. They arrived in Montreal about 15 years ago, and they've slowly but surely been moving west.
2: Oh, charming. Yeah. Okay. so I
3: first saw them in my garden Maybe eight years ago. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. That, that's recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Hey?
3: Okay. A couple of quick announcements. Yes. Uh, today, from one thirty to 5.30, and again tomorrow, from 10 to 4, for all you keen rose growers in the Hamilton area, the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is hosting the annual Rose Show. It's at the RBG Royal Botanical Gardens Center. There's lots of great great Rosarians there who are full of information, care tips, etc. There's a juried rose show, so you know there's going to be some gorgeous roses mm-hmm. on display, and they auction off all the blooms the, the, at the end. Oh, so wow. that's a fun one to go to tomorrow. It's free with admission to the RBG. So get out if you can today, one thirty to 5.30, and tomorrow, 10 to 4. Also tomorrow, uh, the Heart of Northumberland Garden Tour, which I mentioned mm-hmm. a couple of times, they are presenting Northumberland in bloom. There's eight enchanting gardens in Coburg's rural environs. And, of course, that's all about raising funds for the big brothers and sisters. More information, heartofnorthumberland.ca. Um to mark on your calendar, of course, is July the 7th, Saturday, July 7th, Dalphinium Day at Plant Paradise Country Gardens. Remember we had Lorraine Roberts on the show? Yes. She was telling us a bit about it. I am the keynote speaker. Uh-huh. Assuming there are tickets still available, I'm not sure, but certainly check for this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Saturday, July 7th, tickets are $30 each, plantparadise.ca for tickets, etc., um, here's a, one I haven't mentioned, but this is unusual. I've never heard of a... This is a garden tour that t- takes place at night. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's called Blooms for Africa, but it's Blooms in the Night Garden Tour. It is to support the Stephen Lewis Foundation. Uh-huh. It's part of the um, an organization within the Stuart Stephen Lewis Foundation called Grandmother to Grandmothers. So it's organized by the Grandmothers to Grandmothers. Uh, it's happening in the Hamilton area. So that's on July 27th and 28th. So that's quite a bit in the future. Lots of opportunity to get more information on that. $20 per person, 6 to 9 p.m., both nights, Friday and Saturday. You purchase your passport at a whole bunch of different retailers all around the Burlington, Dundas, and Castor area. So for more information, bloomsforafrica.org org and I will'll we'll have to obviously move on to the rest of the show but do stay with us. We have a special guests joining us on the half hour. Yeah. Robert Boltman. He's going to be fine.
2: Landscape uh, specialist, I understand. He's
3: a landscape architect. He's Mm -hmm. actually one half of a partnership with Alex Bartman. Their company is called B-Square Design Studio, Inc. So some of our listeners will know B-Square Design Studio because they'll have seen their uh, installations at home shows and Canada Blooms and various places around.
2: Okay, well, we got the full line of uh, folks uh, ready to chat with you, Charlie. So we'll take a little bit of a break here at AM 740 Zoomer Radio, the garden show with the guardian of the gardenias, our very own Charlie Dotman.
4: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, for Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, stalks, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams.
1: You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And I'm the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, delighted to be along in a good looking Saturday morning, and good looking Nada is taking the phone calls. Oh, we've got a whole bunch of folks lined up to talk to. First out of the gate, it's got to be George there. And Aaron, good morning, George.
5: Good morning. Morning. Beautiful Saturday morning. Isn't it, though? Wow. You know, I have a a question on maple and ash trees. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I know from reading um, the best time, supposedly, to, uh, you know, like to trim them, and -hmm. and that is in, I guess, late October to. early April when the leaves are off and they're sort of dormant but what has happened now of course you know you get the spring and summer coming on and the the trees are all laden down with leaves and stuff right and so some of the lower branches of course they're lower now right. than the, what they were before and when you're running the lawn tractor around them you know you almost hang yourself <laughs> beheaded yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just wondering if it really does them much harm to Say go around now and trim off some of the lower limbs. They may be up to around close to six feet. I have this uh, pruning spray that you know usually if it's a, if the limb is say more than a half an inch or so big, I spray the. Okay. spray on them, and I just wondered if it's okay to do that now.
3: Okay, so that's a great question, actually, George. Um, when it comes to maples, well, what you're talking about doing is what we call raising the canopy because you're absolutely right. Some trees, the, the limbs are too low, or in the case of the maples, they start having these droopy leaves as they get big and heavy. Right. Do not ever trim a maple in the early spring, even in that sort of April window you were talking about because maple trees bleed like crazy. This is the, go think of our, you know, maple syrup. So we Great. we avoid trimming maples in the early in the season. Right now is a fine time. Right now, June July is a fine time to trim maples, to do the raising of the canopy you're talking about. No problem. Definitely, okay. nice clean cuts on a nice dry day, uh, and no stubs. Don't be leaving you know chunks of of little branches behind. So where you're doing your trimming, make sure that the the, the branch you want to remove take that branch right up to where, where it's growing from, the next branch, you will see a, a thickening where those two branches come together and it's called the branch collar. You'll trim nice and cleanly. On the outside of the branch collar, it might leave a stub that's as much as a quarter to a half an inch, and but it will heal over very nicely and do not use the pruning paint that you have currently on hand. As a matter of fact, you can get rid of that. There's no reason to ever use that.
5: Oh, so it doesn't help really any? Not at all. Um, I thought maybe it sealed it up. or pre-
3: they, they used to use it. They used to think that they were helping the trees by sealing the wound. Uh, research very clearly showed that the plant is much happier scabbing over and Healing itself, you slow down the healing with the paint.
5: Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. great to know that. Okay. I didn't realize that, so that's yeah. super. It saves less work. It makes less work. Too.
3: That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sharp tools, nice dry day. You'll find the plants will heal up very quickly.
2: Yeah, cool. nothing worse than getting on that lawnmower and go whipping around and getting a clunk in the <laughs> no head with a... You
5: know, <laughs> it takes your hat off a few times yeah. <laughs>
2: No way to start the day, that's for sure.
5: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Thanks, George. Thanks, okay, Well, thank you so much for
2: your help. Okay, have a great okay. day. You too. Bye. You're listening to The Garden Show here at AM 740. Charlie Dubin, the master gardener, and we're ready to talk to Stanley. um, I'm having a little trouble with the location. Is it Powassan?
4: That's right. Hey, I got it right. Okay, good. Morning. Morning. Um, I was uh, inquiring about a lilac. Uh, It's about, uh, I guess, 10 feet tall. I don't think it's ever been trimmed. The flowers have just died off now, so... Mm -hmm. You know, if you trim them, I've heard people say if it's right or not, maybe you won't get flowers next year. So No,
3: No, your timing is perfect to ask this question, because you're absolutely right. If you trim those dead or, you know, past lilac flowers now, you will prevent them from setting seed which is a good thing because unless you're starting a lilac nursery, you don't need a bunch of lilac seeds. Uh, the, the creation and formation of those seeds actually takes energy away from the plant for future growth. So removing those, those spent flowers is a great idea. Do it now. Today is a perfect day. Do not wait till August or September because you're absolutely right. If you do your trimming in August and September, you will eliminate next spring's flowers.
4: Oh, I just thought if you were to cut uh, them off that you wouldn't get it. But nope. I mean, you, you can also get uh, seeds, as you're saying, from those. Um... If you leave
3: those flowers on, you'll in- inevitably those flowers will have become pollinated and set a lot of seeds. Oh. And like I say, unless you have some reason to collect lilac seeds, I would not allow that to happen. I would remove. And, of course, the real rule of thumb with our flowering shrubs is we do all our trimming right after they flower, right after they finish flowering. Yeah. So we're so- still in that window now on our lilacs.
4: But uh, on those seeds, you could actually get more plants to grow from them, then, eh?
3: Uh, depending on the kind of lilac oh, you have, right? Yeah, I don't know what kind it is. Remember, you've got that cross-pollination thing happening. So if the plant oh. has cross-pollinated with a different lilac, you will not. it will not look the same as the parent. It would be just like, you know, any of us having a child. It's a mix of genes from a... a Two different parents making a, a progeny that is uh, now a mix of the two. Sometimes it's a better plant that, that what comes from the seed. Sometimes it's much weaker than the parent. Just depends.
4: So you were saying, like to, to get cross pollination, you'd have to have two of those plants in your your, your own. Uh Or your
3: own area, and your own area is big because, you know what, it's wind and insect pollinated, so you've got a good half a mile radius there. There's lots of opportunity for pollen, for lilacs usually.
4: (laughs) I I just have the one in the garden, so that's all.
3: Yeah, but I bet your
4: neighbors have some. Okay, thanks okay. very much for the information, there, Charlie.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, thanks. for the call. thanks for I've joining
2: the show, Stanley. Yeah, all the very best to uh, the gang in Powassan listening in. Yeah, um, uh, Charlie, look at my hand. Look, see what I'm doing. I'm uh, one finger up and down, <laughs> up and down. Up and you are just down. look at you. Well, I'm being inventive about my exercise, and now I'm going to do two fingers, two fingers. Uh, inventive up and down, now. Why is Frank
3: down. being so inventive with yes. his? Head? You know why? Because he's getting loosened up and That's prepared right. to go home. And we'll get into more of this later garden up his gardenia. Oh, yes. And, of course, the reason he needs to get in shape for that and, you know, wanting to be active and be pain-free is Mm. that Frank takes Sierra Sil, same as myself, and that allows us to maintain our our favourite activities. So, whether it's finger push-ups or (laughs) gardening on the balcony or, in my case, gardening out out in the property, uh, you know, golfing, kickboxing, all those things we love to do, bike riding, Sierra Sil helps. It helps keep our joints pain-free. And uh, it is something that if you need more information or wish to learn more about, they have a great website sierrasill.ca You can give them a call at 1-877-JOINT-14 You can also pick up Sierra Sill at many of your local health food stores like Hooper's Pharmacy in Brampton and there's also a Hooper's Pharmacy on Commercial Street in Guelph.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: 924 the time on a beautiful Saturday morning here at AM 740. Yes, Charlie.
1: I misspoke, as uh, they say.
2: No. <laughs> you didn't make a mistake.
3: I- I know. Put it on the calendar. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> I'm sending off a flare now. <laughs> All right. Just before we went to the break, I was talking about where you can pick up Sierra Cell. Yes. I mentioned Hooper's Pharmacy in Brampton, and then I mentioned Guelph, but it's the Stone Store on Commercial Street in Guelph, where you can pick up Sierra Silk. Oh,
2: hardly anyone would ever pick that up now. Nice. You did that so to make smoothly. mistakes. It's so rare, really. Well, Rochelle, <laughs> let's find out what's going on at your place in Toronto. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning. Thank you. I'm calling about a Dracena Massangiana. Mm-hmm. That's Massangiana cane. Mm-hmm. And it flowered a couple of years ago beautifully and fragrantly, and then it sent up two
7: babies.
6: Hmm. Now, I put it outside when we got that hot weather, Mm -hmm. and I did it great damage. It's um, turning brown all over, and the babies are starting to turn brown. And I'm wondering if I can give it massive doses of water to rehydrate it again or if I've killed it Um, with that that hot
3: sun. Well, Rochelle, exactly. When you put it outside, did you go directly out into the sun with it?
6: I didn't think so, but the top is so tall that it did go, it was in the sun, and you know, and that's the most tender
3: I mean, part is the top. What I would do is I would leave it outside, but get it into full shade and protection from the wind. If you have a sort of a corner somewhere, you can tuck the plant. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and what you'll find, massive quantities of water is not going to be the right way to go here. That will just drown the whole, the whole plant. Uh-huh. The being outside is good, though. Um, all of our plants love to be outside. And you learned an important lesson that I hope everybody is hearing as well, which is, when we take our plants outside, whether they're little seedlings or big house plants, we always start in total shade. And if it is a plant that loves the sun, we slowly introduce it out into the real world of wind and sun over a period of 10 days to two weeks. It's a slow process. Otherwise, the sunburn happens like it did. What, what I would do, like I said, is get it into the shade, get it out of the wind, only water as appropriate. So that might be every couple of days. Make sure it doesn't ever sit in water. So if you have a saucer below, make sure that saucer is not full of water uh, at any time. You can get out a pair of scissors or clippers uh, over the next few days and trim... You're going to find that some of the tips of the leaves are going to be brown, and so you're going to do some trimming. Uh, What should happen in a perfect world is that the the actual growth part of the plant, which is sort of down deep in the center, that growing point is still alive, and it will send up some new shoots right out of the center. So you should get some green growth coming, which will give you a lot more incentive and, and desire to clean it up and trim out some of the brown will it so, always be a bit misshapen as a result of this probably it will yeah. always be a bit misshapen but it's it'll be a process too to trim it up it and, may
6: not be dead
3: then oh it may not absolutely not plants oh, are God. amazingly versatile
6: Oh, gosh. Okay. okay. Thank you. From your mouth, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Charlie.
3: Thanks, Wow. Michelle.
2: We've ele- elevated her to angelic proportions here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I always
3: said I was the I goddess of the garden. Well, you know?
2: yeah, I I'm, I'm worried we're not going to get your head out the door there. Well, but... you'll help me, I'm sure. God, yes, I will. Oh, hi to your mom, Dolly.
3: Yes, my mom, <laughs> Dolly, who just spent the last day and a half with me because my dad was away, uh, she, as similar to Frank, has a lovely gardenia at home, and she was very worried about leaving that gardenia all by itself, mm-hmm. alone at home. And she commented to me how much she enjoys Frank on the rate, this show. Of course, she listens to the show now. I think she, she doesn't listen for me anymore. Now she's listening for Frank. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hiya,
2: Dolly. Nice to. And isn't it nice? We both have uh, gardenia trees, yes. and and I've got three blooms, and All I go I'm, open now. Yeah, three yeah, open Oh. Yeah, and I go. I talk to it. Yeah. And my well, my wife died, just killing herself laughing, because normally I'm known as the guy who kills plastic plants, I let know, alone real plants. But no, I've been I've been babying this thing along, and as you know, uh, I've been feeding it every oh seven to ten days, give it a little fertilizer, and
3: and you named it?
2: Yes. Um, prom queen is the (laughs) name of my gardenia.
3: So my mom's, uh, and I think I told you last week, we had some spider mites. I made my house call last week. I sprayed it all up, you know, cleans it all up. It's back in its regular position. And my mom mists it with just straight water about three or four times a day and hovers. So it had one bloom open and one I told her last night it was going to open today, I actually bet her 10 bucks it was going to open today, and uh, I think she, she reneged on the bet because she figures I was right. So, <laughs> well, the bet's off. That's I think, off. Yeah. exactly, I think she'll call me and tell me whether it opened today, and there's another bud coming tomorrow. Her yeah. buds are coming very nicely. They're just well, cycling I, I through. i
2: about uh, maybe 20 that yeah. are set to go. That's
3: right. Oh, it's well, beautiful,
2: it's about... beautiful plans. But I haven't done the check on the spider. I, I mean, I looked,
3: well, but I, I've got a mist. Do I
2: the got misty thing, mist thing
3: and then you'll see yeah. if there's any webbing, because the mist, the water. Will hang in the weather.
2: That's the tough part, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, finding those little spiders. You can't Ooh. even see them, I guess, nope. can you? They're tiny. Okay. Well, we've got a special guest coming we up. We do. Huh?
3: I told hmm. you. We have Robert Boltman joining us. And he, as I mentioned, is one half of, of B Square Design Studio. Well, I know Robert well through Canada Blooms. He's been a um, garden builder at Canada Blooms for gosh, I don't know, four or five years now. But one, the reason he's speaking with us today, and we've got him on the show, is him and his partner are they're pretty adventuresome yeah. young landscape architects, and they they really kind of like to push. The, the 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 envelope when it comes to you know regular gardens and the the part of their pushing the envelope is being adventuresome and getting involved in international garden festivals and this is always by by request I mean they're being invited to join these these festivals so Robert and Alex his partner are just getting organized to head off to Singapore oh believe wow. it or not the Singapore International Garden Festival is from July 7th to 15th and a good morning Robert are you there? Well, how are you? I'm well. This is Frank.
2: Hi, Hi Robert. Frank. N- nice to meet a high roller of the garden. Wow.
3: <laughs> high roller. <laughs> well, Robert and Alex, like I said, they're they're pretty innovative designers, and uh, they're getting organized to head off to Singapore. So tell us. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Singapore, Robert.
8: Well, um, we were invited back as we participated in 2010, mm-hmm. and um, I guess we... we uh, um, Impressed them. Canada well and uh, behaved ourselves. <laughs> so um, they, um, we got a phone call last fall that um, they wanted us to come back again. So we are taking part at the show, and um, our basically our garden design is paying homage to um, kind of the Canadiana side of our landscape. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we were there last, people kept wondering what we were doing. And, you know, you're from Canada. I mean, what is this? And and so we decided that this, this time around we would... Take those steps to um,
3: to show Canada, uh,
8: just kind of show off a little bit of uh, Canadians. uh, I guess the Inuit past Mm -hmm. and the northern landscape.
3: Right. So you're coming at this from a real heritage perspective. You know the the Aboriginal uh, peoples culturally, and also the landscape of the North.
8: That's right. We're basically showing a little bit of the um, kind of the old um, structures of the igloo Mm. and uh, displaying that in a very modern way. We're using a glass steel structure. And we're going to light it up from the inside. Uh, lighting is very important at the Singapore Garden Show. They actually dim the lights um, 30, 40 percent down. Mm. So we're, we're looking for this glowing element wow
2: our, this our this garden. sounds impressive now yeah. do you, the, the the plants that you bring along nope, are they not no no plants
3: well he, Robert tell Frank where you yeah. get your plants well from.
8: That, wouldn't that be nice um <laughs> we don't bring along the plants it would be fantastic if we can you know pick up a blue spruce and ship it around yeah, <laughs> yeah I we guess heard we've heard we had a actually John cullen from um Michigan he did that one year, and he had the plants shut up and they were kaput like that was it yeah, so, so yeah. we've um we've taken the time to search out and have our contractor there search out along, um, and, and send us images um, um, of basically evergreens and, oh, okay. and look at how we're going to make the plants act as kind of like a snow, look like snow, and then uh, basically they're melt- the snow is melting. Oh, yeah. So we've got you know, water and um, we've got a, it. So as, as the plants start off at the base of the igloo, they're white, and as they move away from that, they turn more green.
2: Wow, you 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 guys are artists, mm-hmm, really. I mean, are. very creative That's, stuff going on here. Wow.
3: Oh yeah, this is not just your average garden design. Yeah, this no, is no, really yeah. well yeah. thought mm-hmm. out, uh telling a story garden design. So, how big is your garden? And okay, first question, sure. it's an indoor garden show, I, I assume. Similar it to It is Canada indoors, blues. And yeah.
8: it's so hot. Um, <laughs> during the setup, um it's like they don't even turn the the air the air conditioning on. It's awful. Oh, nice. Um you can imagine it's like, you know, what we had the weather last yeah. couple of days. Yeah. No, they have that every day. Oh, they, wow!
3: And you're laboring <laughs> indoors with no a breath of air. <laughs> so, how big's your garden? Oh, do we lose we did, Robert? We,
2: I think we've lost. Uh, I think we've lost. Oh, yeah, we, we we'll, reconnect. We'll, we'll reconnect. We'll reconnect in just a moment. Wow, what a, what an incredible. Yeah. Uh, job
3: to have I, I mean, know it's well it's a it's a neat it's an interesting mm-hmm. uh, opportunity because the um, like he said that when when Robert and Alex first went in 2010 they took with them a Garden that they had showcased here in Canada, and it was all about a storage container, a shipping container. Yeah. and so they took that to Singapore, and like he said, people said, "Well, that's not very Canadian. What's going on? Why you got a shipping container?" So, bottom line, they uh, they are doing a much more Canadian. But we'll we'll get back to him. I think perhaps after our next break, and in the meantime, we could go to one of our callers. Why don't? Well, we sure, let's do that. See if we. will well, Claire, Claire along is along on. Here. Here. Yeah, line. from
2: Thornhill. Bless yeah. your heart for hanging in there. Hi, Claire.
3: Good morning. Good
7: morning. My second call to your show. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Anyways. Um, it's Welcome the back. problem. I have a plant called, I think it's called Hearts of Love. Ah. It's about three years old, and I just recently had it repotted. I took it to a nursery because I was afraid of killing it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
7: uh, they told me to keep it outdoors. All along, I kept it indoors. Well, since it's been outdoors, there are three leaves that are fading, and they're the big bottom leaves. Is that normal for that type of plant? It's a plant that grows one flower periodically. It's got a red heart with a yellow little stem coming out of the center.
3: Oh, uh, okay, good. I was,
7: and I the nursery told me that if I put it outdoors, I'll get many blooms. But so far, I haven't, and... It seems to be dying, and I'm very upset about
3: it. I bet. Well, we're, if you were listening to Rochelle, who called in just before you, she did the same thing, took a house plant outside. Mm-hmm. So tell me, and actually the Hearts of Love plant you're referring to, its proper name is Anthurium, just uh, for anybody who's listening, if they wanted to look that up, just because I wasn't sure what it is. But based on your description, it sounds like Anthurium. It's got a heart-shaped leaf? Yes. Yeah, green leaves, red, spath, yellow uh, center. Uh, okay, so when you took it outside, tell me you put it into full shade well
7: it depends in the morning I get some Sun so I run out and I move it into the shade (laughs) and then back again but uh, it has the Sun has hit it
3: okay so that's what's happening it's a little bit of Sun bleaching going on there Mm hmm and and how long has it been outside now going on 2 months probably. Okay. So so that's good. I mean it's a process, right? The and the other thing is that the new growth is going to be a different color from the older growth and your the top leaves are the newer leaves. So they might just be a little brighter green than the older darker leaves that grew indoors. Right. Remember photosynthesis be- with a window in between. Uh, is very different from photosynthesis outside uh, and the color of the leaves is directly related to the amount of chlorophyll which is directly related to the amount of chlorophyll required based on the light levels. Okay. So you will see a different coloration in leaves that grow outdoors versus indoors.
7: So well, should I cut these leaves off? No, no, no.
3: Leave all the leaves alone. Only if they turn yellow will you cut them off.
7: Well, they, they are starting to turn.
3: And these are up at the top of the plant or the bottom? No, this is at the bottom of the plant. Oh, sorry. Okay, at the bottom. Yeah. So as they start to turn yellow, pair of scissors, cut them off. The biggest trick I can tell you about anthurium is they they love a lot of water, so you might. I have
7: been, and I bought some plant food. I did it once. Okay. I bought it from the nursery. Now, should this be indoors or outdoors? In the winter? It was doing better indoors. Okay.
3: I mean, you could take it in any time. You will definitely take it in before the weather goes below uh, about 8 degrees. Mm hmm So, up to you. I mean, you could take it in any time if you prefer to have it inside. Once it gets acclimatized to the outside, usually they're very happy, and it'll just grow that much more. And then we we whip it in in August as the weather starts to cool off. Okay. Well, should it have sun, Half sun, shade? Inside, you would have it in a sunny window in the winter right. and a bright spot in the summer. Outdoors, you would strictly have it in an indirect or only morning light. Only you See, I have the sun early in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It, it's, it's been outside that long. It can handle some morning light directly on it for, you know, an hour or two or three, mm-hmm. but you don't want it in that hot afternoon sun ever. And it should be wet. Uh, very moist Um, you know it'll dry down but never let it go to desert conditions keep it always on the moist side should it flower only one flower at a time no if it's It's happy it'll pop out a bunch so let it. It's it's been a little bit shocked by the repotting, so that's partially probably what's going on. It's just getting settled into the new pot. Um, don't worry about doing a lot more fertilizing. Just stay on top of the, leaving it in the bright spot. Don't worry about moving it around too much. Just pick a spot where it gets a little bit of morning light, uh, water as required. And I think you'll find it'll be pretty happy if you just let it be for you know four weeks, five weeks. It should have tons of flowers on it.
7: Well, it's never had more than one flower at a time.
3: Well, this that's what's going to happen outdoors though. And the new fresh soil, et cetera, will make a difference. Uh-huh.
7: And how, like, it's just, it's getting fairly large. Uh, how did we pot it from uh, the regular pot, you know, the little plastic mm-hmm. pot?
3: Yep, it's going to, the bigger pot means the plants get, the plant will get bigger. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, it's just going to, because it's got more space for roots, you're going to end up with more leaves. It'll be a bigger plant. And you said I don't have to uh, feed it? You said you've done it once, and you may do it one more time, and then you put the fertilizer away until next spring. You'll start again. It's
7: the type that you dissolve a teaspoon in four liters of water. Mm-hmm.
3: So you'll, you'll use that to water once, the, the mixture, yeah. and whatever the balance of the four liters is left, you'll take it out and put it on some petunias or whatever else out in your garden.
7: Okay, well, my lilac
3: tree is starting. Pr- oh. yeah. to Claire.
2: Claire, I'm sorry, we have to kind of move along Thanks here. Thank so
3: much for your call, uh, though. Thank but you. We
2: appreciate your call, and uh, do call again, okay? I will. Thank even, you. even today. Now, uh, what we're going to do here, because we're running up against uh, the clock, we're going to take a little bit of a break because mm-hmm. we do have uh, Robert uh, Boltman back online, and we're going to be back, coming back to uh, so chat with him. Tell and
3: us a little bit about yeah, that Singapore International Absolutely Garden fascinating
2: Festival. stuff. So we'll, we'll return with that. And as I do that, just before we head up, uh, let me get my stretches oh. out of the way. (laughs) Okay? Because you love... I am so invigorated this morning really yes. it's so
3: shorts so well I you're, you're and getting... I fib
2: I'm not, I'm not re- <laughs> oh dear you sound
3: invigorated well
2: thank you very much
3: oh, yeah that's good so the reason Frank is so invigorated and wanting to get active is because he takes his sierra Sil, which keeps him pain-free for anybody with joint pain or stiffness in any of your moving parts sierra Sil can really act as a lubricant it's a totally natural mineral from the Sierra Mountains Frank and I both take it on a daily basis and it'll allows us to maintain pain-free activities. For more information, check them out on their website, sierrasill.ca, or give them a call at 1-877-JOINT-14. You can also pick up Sierra Sil at many of your favourite health food stores, like Essence of Life on Kensington Avenue in Toronto.
1: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size There's more going on in the garden than we do realize And should little creatures become a big problem Well, then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740
2: hey, And Frank Proctor, the sous chef uh, I see Robert has bolted back into the uh, ethers Robert here <laughs> Boltman R- Robert Boltman back Back with us Hi, Robert Hey there. Sorry about the uh, misconnection, whatever happened, not sure, but uh, delighted to have you back. That's good news.
8: Some more joint
3: medicine there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that bolting around. Yeah, so. so, so
8: in that phone.
3: When we lost you, Robert, you were just yeah. giving us a little bit of background on your plan for this year's garden at the, Int- the Singapore International Garden Festival and the melting of the ice and the glowing igloo. And you mentioned yeah. it's very hot and it's an indoor show. Can you just give us a sense of the size of the garden you're installing?
8: I can, yeah. It's about a thousand square feet.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. With so, all um, Singaporean plants. If
4: there's yeah, such a they're word.
8: all plants. Uh, Singapore doesn't actually get a lot of their plants locally. They all come out of Malaysia and Indonesia. Oh, neat. So they have, believe it or not, they've got, like, nurseries, you know, a couple hours away. Mm. Singapore is such a little tiny island right. that they just hop over and um, they buy land plants. for a lot less, you know, and they grow their own plants.
2: Uh, do you have a website, Robert, that folks can yeah. visit and, and take a look? I mean, it's, it's great to describe them, but, boy, it must be a, a treat to, to look at photos, some of your yeah. work.
8: Yeah, uh, it's uh, bsqdesign.com.
3: bsqdesign.com, because B B Square Design Studio Inc. is the name of the company. All right, I just want, can you um, blow your own horn a little bit? Tell us about some of the awards that you've won.
8: Sure, sure. Well, last time around, we um, picked up the Silver Design Award Mm -hmm. at the Singapore Show. Nice. And shortly after, we were invited to participate in a Peace Garden at the uh, World Cup of Gardening in Nagasaki in Japan, mm-hmm. and we won a gold medal there.
3: Nice. Whoa.
2: Yeah,
8: that was great. I
2: bet. Um, now, did they play the national anthem and like that?
3: <laughs> Put you on a podium? <laughs> yeah. No.
8: Well, they do. They call you up and they give you the award, but no, they don't. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I can make a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> box. yeah. Um, but, we you know, Candle fly. Blooms, it really all started uh, with Candle Blooms mm. um, with our little container office that we,
3: yeah, we, we built in.
8: Um, they really took notice to that um, that design.
3: Well, you got a lot of buzz out of that design. You, we did, uh, yeah.
8: It really worked for us. Yeah. And we still use it today.
3: It's still your office, it's our isn't office. it? You moved it. Where is it located, that shipping container?
8: It's over at our yard at, uh-huh. um, off of Laird, just uh-huh. south of Angleton. Right. Yeah. And, and but, that, you know, even this year, we were trying to create the buzz with the Cannon Bloom show with the kind of the palette garden.
3: That's right. And,
8: so, you know, being creative and being innovative is something that we really really want to be doing at all times and if if we can't kind of come up with a unique idea um we just don't do it you know Um, great we want to be sure that it's going to be eye-catching it's going to cause buzz yeah. and people are going to talk about it.
3: That's very well said because I, I was going to say, when I think of your designs that I've seen over the years, yours and Alex's, it, they always are there's always something about them that's just a little bit wacky, just a little cutting edge, a little bit different, and and push, you know stretching, making push people them, yeah, think just a tad, yeah. So and that's what I love about about a lot of what you do, there's nothing traditional going on, which is to say that you've obviously got some you know, connection to the tradition, but but there's that cutting edge aspect as well. So
2: once again, it's bsqdesign.com That's right. I'm going to be checking that out myself. See
3: photos and uh, yeah. see, learn more about the company. And, um, and yeah, I think the one other thing I just wanted to say that I, I think, Robert, maybe you could say it. It was just the idea of I asked Robert, what, what do you think that you and Alex do the best when you're working for your clients, you know, your private residential clients, say in the Toronto area?
8: Yeah, I think that people really find that they... Um gravitate towards our personality, I Mm -hmm. think we communicate well, Mm -hmm. and I think that we are able to illustrate our our garden designs on paper and 3D -hmm. uh, with our clients so they they really get to understand what's happening, it's going to happen, Um, but I think what we do well um, from a design point of view is we're able to integrate the, I guess, the design style Mm -hmm. into the landscape but not forget what the house looks like. Mm Or what the um, surrounding looks like. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Charlie uh, told me actually while we, you know, you were away for a bit there that one of the reasons that you are so popular with the uh, landowners and so forth is that you bring along martinis <laughs> and uh, and are uh, right. pretty we sit good back free pour wine all the time. Sure.
8: That's great.
2: That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks, yeah. Robert. Kind of guy I want to hang around like with. Well, that's Charlie. Great. Have on top t- of our
8: little clubhouse there that
2: night.
3: That's right. I have got photos of
8: that. While we drove around her uh, golf cart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> have a ton of fun in Singapore. Good
8: luck. She didn't even notice a golf cart visit.
3: I know, it's true. It's true. Have fun yeah. in Singapore. and Good luck. I hope you win lots of awards. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, nice friend. to
2: have met you, Robert. All right. Take Wonderful. care. Bye bye now. Oh, good luck to them all. boy yeah. That sounds like a marvelous trip, there, doesn't it? It's fun.
3: Mm-hmm. And he's a young guy. He's got a young family. Both yeah. him and Alex have small, young children. And I don't know how their wives put up with them flitting all over the world bu- building gardens for awards. <laughs>
2: By the way, just just before we go to our next caller, mm. uh, I just have to mention uh, in two cases. Speaking
3: of websites, no. Yeah, no.
2: Yeah. I, I will bring that in. Okay. Uh, but no, this is actually having to do with Chartwell Senior Star, uh, the Chartwell Classic Homes mm. uh, throughout Canada mm-hmm. have this wonderful competition for uh, folks who are up there in years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I guess it was last Monday night I was in Niagara Falls. I was the MC for that particular show, and Di was uh, one of the uh, judges, right. oh. along with Jimmy Cooper and uh, another lovely young lady whose name just flew to my head. And then uh, I was on the air as well uh, on Thursday mm-hmm. doing a live broadcast from the Chartwell uh, Classic Home in Oakville, you wouldn't believe the number of people come up to me and said, hi, and we listened to you and Charlie, and just, yeah, really, yeah. no, it was really quite lovely. Yeah, Made themselves known of it. I'm and just,
3: the, the competition is a talent show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that you were MC. The two
2: guys, but two gentlemen won in each case... And each one sang a Frank Sinatra song, oh, and man. man, were they good. good yeah. yeah. Anyway, all the very best to everybody. There. All our listeners. Yes.
3: We yep. love our listeners. Well, Absolutely. we couldn't do the show without them. All right. Let's, speaking of listeners, talk to Arlene in Guelph.
2: You betcha. Hello, Arlene.
3: Hello. Morning. Good morning. What's going on at your place?
6: Yes. Uh, we have climbing roses here, and um, they're only two years old. Mm-hmm. There's a, an awful lot of holes in the leaves this year and uh, uh must be a uh, insect or something spray uh, on them but uh, it's like a, uh, what we can only see is like cobwebs and little spiders
3: well okay let's just go back to the holes in the leaves are, are is it like some little animal took a bite out of the leaves like there's an, the edge is missing in a curve no, no, it's
6: just right. Holes in the leaves, and then the leaves turn yellow, and they sometimes drop off if
3: I don't pick them off. Okay, now, and are you noticing those holes are on the leaves up on the top of the plant, more or the bottom of the plants? Uh, m- mostly on the bottom. Mostly on the bottom. Okay. Um, the do you, where your climbing roses are are planted? Are they in full sun, getting as much sun as possible? Yes, six hours. Yes, plus? they are.
6: They get sun from the morning till. Oh, say five or six at night.
3: Excellent. And do you have mulch over top of the soil at no. the base? No, just, it's just, they're just the soil. Okay, so what I would recommend, and, and um, the other thing is, if you have a chance, remember the Big Rose Show is going on at the Royal Botanical Gardens right now, today and tomorrow, where Every, you know, everything you ever wanted to know about roses can be covered off by the the real experts there. But in my experience, one of the best ways I find to avoid insect and disease problems with roses, I use an organic mulch, a bark mulch, two to four inches thick, over top of the soil at the base of my roses. And that way, when it rains, there and the, the splashing... Of the soil, which might be carrying fungus up onto the plant, doesn't happen because the mulch stops any splashing back up onto the plant. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where the, the yellowing of the roses, the leaves, and sometimes that's where even insects can become a problem. Uh, so, even that
6: happens too when you water?
3: Uh, and like when, the, the water will, like when we exactly. hold it down? That's right, exactly. It, yeah. And, and remember as well when you are doing your watering of your roses, only water them early in the day. Oh, okay, <clears throat> so we've been watering at night. Right, Av- yeah. avoid ever watering roses at night, unless you absolutely have to, because you just can't do it in the morning, then only... Excuse me, water the base of the plants. Do not wet the foliage. Okay. Keep the, keep the leaves dry. Get mulched down on the soil. Water thoroughly. Don't water all the time, though. Eh? Once a week, one, inch, oh, of, a week. one okay. inch of water per week is about all that roses need. If oh, okay. it, if they're in a good soil. So maybe you're watering twice a week and it's a half an inch each time. Actually, but, we're watering every day. Yep, so they stop watering every day, but every three or four days at the most get that mulch down and I think you'll find that, you'll, that yellowing will stop. And is there anything you spray on the roses and what time of the year do you spray them? Well, if you're trying to avoid fungal diseases, you spray in advance with a fungicide and it'll be a garden sulfur. It'll say right on the package, garden fungicide or sulfur or something to that effect, and that will be a preventative to avoid fungal diseases. So you do that in in the spring when the flowers are starting to look like they're no, coming? No, you or? do that well, uh, during the growing season, like even right now, but you never do it in the sun at noon on a hot day. Yeah. So you follow the instructions very carefully on the package, okay? You,
6: when, you, when you do this fungicide,
3: you do it in the... Um, Right at the bottom, or Where, all over, all over the leaves, as per the instructions on the package.
6: Okay, I'm just okay. a first-time uh, yeah. uh, gardener. My husband passed last year, so my daughter and I are
3: trying to keep the gardens yeah. going. Oh, good, well, for, good you. for you! And if you you have access to the internet, uh, remember, like I said, the H- Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is uh, a, you know an excellent organization, easy to join. And I'm just trying to see if they have a website. I think they do, but I'm not finding it. I'm finding all these email addresses. Oh, email address, yeah. yeah, I can see that. So too. Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is hbroseociety dot at the bottom That's there.
2: Exactly. No, yeah. h no, it's HB, uh, hbro... Oh, um, Society at oh. Dot ca.
3: For, uh, to If you want to send an email yeah. to one of the experts there. All yeah. right. Thanks, Ernie. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. You're okay. welcome.
2: It is uh, 9.54. We have to kind of push along because there are a couple of items we have to uh, cover off. About something really special is happening in our station. It has happened that we want to let you know about, and we'll do that right after these words.
4: Daffodils and daisies. Bluebells and begonias, for Scythia and fox clubs, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams.
1: you picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And at uh, 9.56 on a gorgeous Saturday morning, are we going to take one more caller and then talk uh, yes. about that? Okay.
3: as long as our caller promises to be brief. Right. Enos, <laughs> you're welcome to the show
2: here, okay? Uh,
6: good morning. Good morning. morning. I have a question about uh, Martha Washington mm. geranium. Yes. I got two beautiful hanging baskets, and they're
3: dying on me. You know what it is? It's the heat. It's the heat. Martha Washington's Stop Blooming When It Gets Really Hot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So move them out Have you you've probably got them in a real sunny spot. Yeah, one was, the other one wasn't. Okay. Stay on the watering as required. Well, the, the soil has been damp all the time. Oh, you know? okay, all right. So, and that's remember geraniums don't want to be damp all the time. So, allow you know allow them to dry down. Water uh-huh. as necessary. Keep them in a bright spot. Don't yeah. be overly concerned about it being in you know, a hot, hot sun. But you know, if you have that, that's fine too. But recognize that with the cooler weather that we've now experiencing, they'll start blooming again. Okay. They just don't like 40 degrees. They were yeah. they don't bloom in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, thanks for the thanks,
2: Yeah, we want to just quickly mention uh, something really fantastic is our new website here at AM Seven Forty. Yeah, what a great job!
3: I followed up as per the suggestion from the from the bosses here at the studio at the station. The new website design is beautiful. It's very easy to navigate. It's a big font. It's really clean, it's really clear. You can click on various choices.
2: Gives you a whole range of, like podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're all there, but the Garden Show and mm-hmm. so forth so on and you click on there.
3: Yeah, the, pick... the show, you know the the hosts, the whatever, whatever. Yeah. You, you can choose very simply, but mentioning podcasts, I always like to remind our listeners that when it comes to the Garden Show, we we're, we're covering a lot of information yeah. quickly. And trying to get as many callers in as possible. So if you miss something or you don't get the full information or you're not quite sure what what I said or what the caller's question was, a podcast is a very simple thing to listen to. All you need is a computer.
2: Right, and right. you can hear the show all over again. That's right, yeah. and you
3: can even zip fast forward if and you don't want to listen to it. Do you know it. what
2: uh, a terrific feature they have now on, on the website mm-hmm. is uh, viewing of the concert lobbies. Videos. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, I watched uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, Jeff Madden, mm-hmm. who was in Jersey Boys, mm-hmm. uh, and happens yeah. to be a good friend, uh, and Norm Edwards was the host, so I listened to a little bit of the show, and it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got a whole range of, of videos that you can watch, mm-hmm. complete performances, Right here that's at right. AM 740. So that's right.
3: So if you can't make it down to, mm-hmm. to the little, because the performances only hold about 60 people anyway at the and most. And
2: how about a, a little a pat in the back for our boss, John Van Vandriel, mm-hmm. who uh, has a special little podcast, uh, or I should say blog, about Zoomer Magazine. He tells you what's going on, blah, blah. And uh, a f- feature of uh, special music for the summer uh, check that uh, out yeah. yeah
3: so so what's the website after all that
2: oh it's <laughs> www.am740.ca that's
3: exactly just, right
2: your stats That's uh,
3: That's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> right so i you know next week i'm going to have to cover off some email i've been getting cuz i've have been getting some questions that i haven't been answering by email so we'll see if we can get to that next week because it's just so hard to get to it all yeah yeah. and i just a big thank you to everybody uh, um you know that's uh it's been a very nice show thank you frank for all your wonderful support and suit always my pleasure and nada she's doing some great support from her end the boys are here smiling and revving yeah. their engines and i love those oh, the shorts. hoist is
2: the hoist is going up and <laughs> my god they've got somebody on the hoist well oh. This could be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Heads up on that. and uh, and Oh, that
2: grease gun. Don't do that to him. Uh,
3: okay, and I'm uh, I'm heading out. I've got work to do in the garden, so, yeah. uh, you know, trimming ewes and this and that. And and the I'll other be thing. back
2: at uh, 11 o'clock. It got a lot of special guests coming on. Do you? Interesting, interesting stuff. Live
3: yeah. in the city with You've Franklin got Proctor.
0: Well, thank you very much.
3: So thank you very much, everybody. It's been a lot of fun, and I will see you all again
0: next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show,